Welcome to Behind the Story, where we discover the story behind your favourite stories. My name's Lisa Renee from the CoLab Press, and I'm also a contemporary romance author. Naomi Craig, author of the biblical fiction Rahab's Courage. So we have a great interview lined up with Stacey Monzen about her book, When Mountains Sing. I'm really excited for you to get, get into this interview. But first, Lisa, what are you working on right now? Okay, well, um, we've got a couple of things going. Um, was Last time I, I was on there, we were talking about um, how I was going to, I've got this rom-com, I've got to write 25,000 words. And I was wondering, should I use my existing series? Because this is going to be in first person point of view, present um, tense. So most Christian fiction is, you know, third person point of view. Um, you know, guy and a girl sort of chapter, chapter, and then it's past tense. So, yeah, so it's getting my head around. I have tried. I've started to do a couple of chapters, um, but I'm going to do some different characters, but it's going to be linked to the same world. So it's going to be spin off my rom-com series, Christian rom-com series. Um, so there will be Mrs. Baxter will be in there. <laughs> She'll be like an anchor character and it will be in Georgetown, which is one of the towns my rom-com's in. Um, and it starts off in a floristry, just like that's just the first scene is going to be on the main street in Georgetown. So I'm linking into the world. Um, it'll be new characters, but a few um, connections to some characters in my other series. So, so people don't have to read either or they're standalones. And, and what if I, if I do something with the series and make, you know, branch out, um, I can do that. So, so starting that and then um, just working on edits, I've, uh, my editor's nearly finished with About Time You Noticed and I'm getting some feedback from my critique partners. My wonderful critique partners are sending some ideas in um, to ramp up the rom-com elements. So that's been good. And yeah, so gonna do that. And, and then Tabitha and I are meeting in a couple of, in a week, by the time this goes out, we'll be brainstorming and then we're going to be writing chapter chapter, like day and night sort of thing. We'll be writing a rom-com together, a 50,000 in total. So that's going to be really cool working with her. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. She's quite funny. And um, she has sort of like this bit of a sarcastic thing she reckons she's got going. Yeah. <laughs> she can just like let it rip in the wrong <laughs> So that's going to be quite fun. And she's good at metaphors and things like that. So um, yeah, I think she'll she do a great job and she's an excellent writer and a fast writer. So I'm going to keep up with hers. <laughs> yeah, you guys will be, you'll be a good pair, I think. So I'm yeah, looking forward yeah, to that she, one. She's good to work with. So what about you? What are you got going for May? Um, well, I'm working on, I'm working on Shira's story from Chronic First Chronicles seven still, and I, uh, you know, I do have good news. Like I was looking at my projected word count based off of my chapters and my word count per chapter, and I realized that I was like way over. Um, so, which is good news because <laughs> I have several. Just it's on my plot board. It has several blank scenes. And they were mm. just standing there judging me because I didn't know where they were going. And so mm. I'm very thankful to say that I will be able to rip out 10 of those blank scenes. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but no, it's, it's kind of, I don't, um, I think I just need to just deal with it. But usually I have it more planned out. I have a better idea of where it's going. So I think that's kind of giving me a little bit of a hang up. Like, I don't, 
I think I'm like, I don't know what, what it's supposed to do. So I can't write, you know what I mean? So it's, it's really weird. So I just need to go with it and see how it develops, but that's, that goes against my, my standard nature. So yeah, I find that as well. I've, it's just really hard for me to move forward. Yeah. Like originally I used to just write, you know, and, um, but now I have this security blanket of putting yeah. it out and knowing, and, and now then I feel I can go. And that's why it's taken me a while to get into this, um, even this novella. I needed the backstory of the characters. I needed to know a bit more about them, like their why, and make, so I can make, make it more gritty, you know what I mean, and, and what their lie they believe and all that kind of stuff, what's their background before I can start plotting it. Right. And, um, yeah, and then you feel like, like, I mean, you could write, start writing a little bit, but you really need to know the middle section is really hard if you're not plotting, I reckon. <laughs> So our guest today is Stacey Monzon. Stacey is the award-winning author of the Chain of Lakes series. Her stories reveal an extraordinary God at work in ordinary life. Residing in the Twin Cities, she is the wife of a juggling, unicycling, physical education teacher and a proud mum and doting grandma. Stacey, thanks for joining us on Behind the Story. Well, thanks. I'm glad to be here. So for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about, you, about yourself and what you write. All right. Well, I write inspirational Christian fiction. Um, I am doing some, some has been romance and some has been women's fiction. So I kind of do both. I tend to always have some relationship in there. So it's probably more women's fiction with a romantic thread, but um it's, it's all falls into that category. It's all based on um, how God views us and how we need to view ourselves through that. And so that's been, that shapes the stories and, and they all tend to have the same kind of feel to them, but that's the underlying um, theme. So I, I think every single book. Excellent. So we're featuring When Mountains Sing uh, today. When the truth cost her everything, she thought there was nothing left to lose. We've got Camry Chris says, Monzon writes with excellence and tenderness as she weaves biblical principles into the hearts of her characters. And I am all the better for it. Another exceptional story. So tell us what sparked this particular story. I had an idea. Um, first of all, I love the mountains. I live in Minnesota, so we don't have any, um, but I, our favorite vacation spot has been Lake Tahoe, and the idea of putting a story in the mountains was, has just always been um, something I've wanted to do, and then I had this, this, I think I had run across some stories a while ago, people finding out that they were adopted at a later age, and I got to thinking, what if a whole family found out that they were not who they thought they were? And um, we went on a trip, um, the last trip we've had out to Lake Tahoe, and it kind of all started falling together. And that was just one of, um, one of the ways I could, I, I got so inspired by the mountains and being out there the story started falling into place and I thought, well, what better place than, so she doesn't start there. She starts in Minnesota, but then um, most of the story is, is out there. That's lovely. I love the mountains too. Um, Colorado and 
It's just so pretty mm-hmm. and peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. That's some people are ocean people. I am definitely a mountain person. I agree. So who did you write this book for? Is there someone you had in mind and on your heart as you're going through this journey? Really just women. Um, it, so many women I know struggle with identity and, and who are they and how do we try to fit into what the world tells us we should be and how we should look. And, and um, her struggle is that she was always so different growing up because she loved the outdoors. And that just wasn't a thing for, for her friend, well, not her lack of friends, but she wasn't accepted because she didn't fit the norm. And so for just women in general, um, how do you, how do you find out who you are and then live that the best way you can? Excellent. Is there a common theme in your books? It, it seems to be all around identity and um, who we are, who God created us to be and um, how unique that is. And so often what we see as different or odd is just another unique quality that allows that person to fill that spot in the world. And so each one um, in the Chain of Lakes stories one, um, the first story, Shattered Image, she was a model and suddenly she was, she was fired and she's no longer a model. Well, who am I if it's not about my face? Um, another one is about the um, Dance of Grace is about um, a gal who was a dancer and lost her leg. And so it's things like that where we think we're, we know who we are in one way and yet when things go upside down we find out who we really are inside and that's what we did as opposed to that's who we are now um going back real quick just a little vocabulary thing um can you tell us for those who might not know what's the difference between a women's fiction and a romance because you said the your women's house has the romance thread in it so for those who might not know can you explain that a little bit sure um, women's fiction is really about the woman's journey. Um, it, it can be first person or third person or uh, people write it different ways, but it's, it's not about so much the relationships or the out, outer part of her life, but it's the inner journey she's on. Mm-hmm. Um, may have romance, may not have romance. Um, they can look different and yet it's really about that central character. And primarily that's was the foundation of that. That was the total foundation of um, when mountains sing, there was not supposed to be a guy in it. And then as I wrote it, this guy kept popping up and, and it was like, no, get away. And I, it just eventually evolved, but that still wasn't the theme. It didn't alter her journey because her journey was to find her biological father, um, which was a surprise to find out that her dad wasn't, wasn't that person and how that changed and how she became able to accept who she was. He helped her on that journey and it has kind of a happily ever after um, ending, but the journey was, is about her where romance is always about the two, um, 
the two individuals. It's about their journey as individuals, but mainly as a couple. And so it's watching their romance um, unfold and whatever that looks like. But it's about the two people more than just one. That's an excellent, an excellent uh, description. Thanks for sharing that. What would you like your readers to come away with after reading your books? To just know how special they are. Um, it doesn't matter what they look like. You know, we're, most of us don't look like supermodels. I don't, supermodels don't even look like supermodels. Um, it, we, it's who we are, not what we do. It's not how we look. It's how we live our life with the people around us. So um, I want people to just read the book. And, and if they don't have a relationship with Christ, I want them to be interested and like, how did faith helped her get through that? I don't have that. So I wonder how, you know, how do I get that kind of faith? Um, if they do have a faith, a Christian faith, primarily, um, how are they living out that faith? And how are they um, being true to who God made them and finding their spot in the world? If that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> so are you marketing it as a Christian fiction and hoping or are you, do you think like there are um, non-believers reading, coming in and reading your books or is it sort of marketed as a Christian fiction? Um, this one, this particular book um, was harder to try to figure out where it fit because I, I really marketed it as women's fiction, but um, it's you know it's women's fiction with a romantic thread and so hopefully it's it's reaching more than just the romance audience or more than just the women's fiction audience um, i'm hoping that by kind of using both that more people would be interested in it yeah that's right and and i found um with some of my women's fiction you know, people were expecting it to be a romance, but it, they got more, you know what I mean? And um, like, well, I don't usually read this, but this has been really great. And um, so, yeah, you get that. So do you read your book reviews? And, and how do you deal if you get, what? how do you deal with good ones and the bad ones? I do, you know, they always tell you, don't read the book reviews, don't read. And, and um, I, I have been very fortunate. I, I got a two-star review on one of my books and it was because um, the whole book didn't download, but it was a good story, but I'm not sure. I didn't get the whole book. <laughs> That's not a review, you know, go reload it or something. But um, I get encouraged by the good reviews and the I really haven't had, I just think people are being very kind. I haven't had really scathing reviews. And so people say, eh, you know, I didn't like the way she handled that. I tend to write, which is weird, better guy characters than girl characters. And um, so they always like the guy, but they sometimes can say, well, she was a little rough or whatever. And I try to keep that in mind as I go forward. Okay, I got to work on, on having more likable female characters, at least at the beginning. Um and I, I don't, I don't know if I believe people who say they don't read their reviews. <laughs> I think we all want to know what do people think, and that we write for them. And if I'm not scratching your itch, you know, I write because I write, but also because I want to 
I want to share my message with people. So if, if they're all going, then I'm obviously not doing that. So um, I read them, but then, you know, then I move on. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. You know, that's okay. You're not, there are a lot of famous books I don't like. Well, that doesn't make them a bad book. It's just a book I don't like. So I try to go in with that attitude, not, you know, personally think it's an attack on me or something. Well, that's bringing us to our midpoint engagement question. And actually, I love that. Um, so if you are a book reviewer, we would love for you to just leave the link of your latest review in the comments. It helps the author so much. You can tell we can gauge where we're going off of it, but it also um, it helps algorithms and all kinds of sciencey things that I probably don't fully understand, but reviews are so important. So if you are a book reviewer, please make sure to leave a link or at least a comment of the latest book that you reviewed in the comments below. So Stacey, what is something a little bit on your personal side now, what is something fun or quirky that may or may not impact your writing? Hmm. Um, I'm very quirky. But of course, can I think of something? No. Um, uh, I'm an, I know there's a term for it. I'm an extroverted introvert. And when I tell people, I, you know, I score as an introvert, it would, no, you're not. It's, well, I can talk a blue streak when I'm comfortable with people, but I don't like a big crowd. I don't, if I have to speak, I can, I can make myself do those things. But I, I like to be alone. I just, and some people are like, I hate being alone. I'm like, no, I, I once in a while go out into the world and meet with people. But otherwise, I'm totally an extroverted introvert. So whatever that term is, I can't remember. <laughs> I can kind of relate to that. I think I've become more of an introvert being a writer because you just want to <laughs> read books and write books. And that, that's, not, that's a bit antisocial. Um, <laughs> But you need to get out to see the world and experience life to put it into your books. Yeah. So uh, if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Um, funny. People tell me I'm funny, but I think a lot of times it's accidental because um, I've told people I don't want a funeral. I just want people to sit around eating M&Ms and tell stories about me because I... I just tend to be the entertainment because I'm either falling off of something or tripping over something or saying, you know, some bizarre thing. Um, and um, Christ follower, if you put a hyphen in there, that's one word. Uh, <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> and um, grandma, that's not a descriptor, but it kind of is because when I became a grandma, it just changed everything and I just the best thing in the world you guys are too young but trust me it's you know it's cool well, at least it's not that far away her, her oldest is getting married here this this yeah. in September I'm hoping for grandbabies in a couple oh of yeah oh, <laughs> just the bad way <laughs> so what are your hobbies outside of reading and writing grandbabies <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my hobbies and my grandbabies. Um, I we we have a unique living situation, and so we are now living with my daughter and her family. Um, and 
we all kind of bought a home together. It's their home, but but we bought it with uh, the idea that we would live with them. Um, my husband has a, a rare form of dementia, and so we did it for that purpose so they could help me. But also, they have four kids um, so far. And it, they're eight, six, four, and um, about 20 months. And so it's interesting to be living in a home with them. We just got a bunch of um, baby chicks. So that's a new experience. So for me, it's, it's I, uh, I don't know if it's a hobby, but it's just kind of reliving through them now because you're raising your kids. You're so focused on that. And now I get to back off and just have fun and see the baby chicks through their eyes and see life through them. So probably doesn't count as a hobby, but <laughs> it's what I do with my free time. Sounds awesome. <laughs> it, actually, it, it is. It, it's okay. kind of a sanity saver. Yeah, that's great. It's good to have your family around you. What inspired you to start writing in the first place? I have always written. I'm one of those people that just have always written. When I was little, I'd write anything. I'd write long notes to my mother and then she'd save some and I'd read them later and it was hysterical. I said, oh my gosh, I was the most dramatic kid. Mother, I love you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'd write all these long things and then I started writing stories and um, I just, you know, go outside and play. I can't, I got to write about this family, you know, and, and so I've just, always written but then I got married and had kids and put it off and then um uh it's a whole different story but I was home early from work um I had picked up my dad from a, an appointment and watched an uh, Oprah episode so that's how long ago this was and it was all about um, midlife opportunities and reframing your life as you hit you know your upper 40s and whatever and it struck a chord and it was kind of like God went start serious writing and so I by the end of the show my poor dad's sitting there and I'm crying going God wants me to write oh my gosh God wants I have to write and I signed up for a class at a local um, um, called The Loft and took a how to write a novel and off it went and that was a number of years ago, shall we say. So I had not really ever thought about doing it to be published, but God changed that. I love that. That's So that leads right into how your faith affects your writing. Do you see that it's the Lord's working on something in you as you're working on something in this story? Definitely. Whether it's, um, sometimes it's writing in ways that help me kind of process things. I mean, not big dramatic things, but as I, as I write um, different issues that they're having or whatever, it's, it gives me a chance to kind of go through it myself um, and think, oh, how would I react to that? And then I think, well, I'm glad it's them and not me. Um, but also that it, God just has been very present um, in my writing, in the people I've met, in how things have played out. So um, it, faith is a foundation. Faith directs me as I write. And it's, very, it's just very important to me. So mm -hmm. Awesome. 
So what's your favourite three, three favourite Christian authors? Uh, well, Francine Rivers. Um, I, she writes the best characters. They're just, I, you know, you finish reading her stuff and, and those people stay with you. And I, I write character-driven um, stories and I think because of her. So she's definitely um, my all-time favorite. And then I've, I've met, I kept thinking about who are some of my favorites. And I have so many now, the Mosaic group, I've got this whole new group of writer friends and I'm discovering their writing. Um, Michelle Greep is, um, she's a Minnesota gal. She was, until um, no, she moved. And um, she has been real helpful for me in, in, watching how she has written and I love her characters. Erica Vetch, who's another Minnesotan, um, she's been great, um, a great inspiration and I love her stories. Um, so, and Sharon Hank and Julie Glosson and, you know, Gabe Meyer, there are a number of them that, I, that are current writers that I've really liked. Um, but I would say Francine Rivers. I never can just answer, give you three names. You know? <laughs> There's always got to be a commentary. <laughs> well, that's all right. We love that. We love getting to know you and, and what makes you write better too. So. so rewind back to that Oprah show. What would be something that you would tell yourself now? What would you tell first beginning, Stacy? What about writing? Uh, this is going to be a journey. Um, this is, it's going to be a long journey. Um, but you just follow your heart. If that is who you are, if you want to write, then you write and you write what you need to write, not to what's trending, not to the, you know, big topic of the day or whatever, but write whatever God puts on your heart. And then God is, he has to take care of the results of that. You know, I, I could market my heart out, which I absolutely hate. Um, but it's still up to God to get it in the right hands of, of the readers who need it. And I've had, I had a gal write me and she said, I was going through a divorce and I read your book and it, it became like my Bible. And I thought, um, it is fiction, but, um, but it was the sweetest letter. And it just, she said, some of the, some of the scripture that you wrote and the journey they were on just really helped me. So my advice to people is, is write what God puts on your heart, not what you think will get you published. Um, God will worry about that part. So you're working with the Mosaic Collection, some other authors, Christian authors. Um, tell us what your next work in progress is. Whew. Um, because of my living situation, it's been hard to, to focus on writing. I keep trying and I figure at some point it's, I'm going to have a big breakthrough. Um, when I wrote When Mountains Sing, it's a, a series. And the next book, When Valleys Mourn, um, I'm, I'm kind of doing it in fits and starts. I really want to get that story out. Um, and so in the meantime, I wrote um, the sequel to When Mountains Sing as a um, 
anthology story, um, one of the mosaic, the Christmas mosaic um, anthology. And that was the epilogue to When Mountains Sing. And then I ended up writing the prequel to it, um, which was kind of following getting to know the male character. And I found that I, I should have done that first. Um, writing the the sequel gave me um, the segue into book two. It kind of set it up so we knew the second sister is going on her journey. And um, so those are the things I'm I'm trying to work off of what I've already done with that so I can get this this um, next book written. It's written in fits and starts, but it's coming. I think sometimes um, I feel like the Lord needs to work us through something before we're, our brains and our hearts are ready to go with the story. So it'll come, it'll come. He'll be faithful with that one for you, for sure. I sure hope so. <laughs> That's the plan. Every once in a while, I'm like, hello, I'm still down here. Don't forget me. I'm still waiting on a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open arm. My fingers are ready. Just get me going. Oh, goodness. So thank you. Where can where can our readers and our viewers find you online, Stacy? I am on um, Amazon as Stacy Mountain. Luckily, my name is not real common. So um, you can follow me on um, Amazon. I'm on BookBub, um, Book uh, Goodreads. I'm not a real Instagram kind of person. I should be, but um, but also Facebook. I have um, Stacy M. Munson is my um, author page, and so I love interacting with people. I love hearing from people. I love just chatting about books and life and whatever. So I also have a website, which is surprise stacymonson.com um so any just put my name in there and you'll find me sounds easy well we'll put the links in the show notes as well great so thank you so much for joining us stacy on behind the story i just loved being here thank you remember to connect with stacy on the links below and her books she's offering a copy of when mountains sing to one winner so we'll put the link to the king sumo in the show notes and if you're here from a historical community or biblical fiction comment below team bibfic let me know you're here help me represent here <laughs> And if you are interested in um, historical fiction, my free go, On Desolate Heights is my biblical fiction novella. It's about Balaam and his talking donkey, free to download on my website. Awesome. And I have a free novella. It's fake engagement mistake. You can even get it in audiobook. It's free from the website. The link will be there, lisarenaeorder.com. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Behind the Story. Until next time, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith.